Capital Market Insights from ICMA. I'm Paul Richards. In the ICMA quarterly report, the quarterly assessment on international capital markets in a time of economic shocks reviews official sector economic policy in Western Europe in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine at a time when the international economy has not yet fully recovered from the COVID-19 pandemic. Although the international economy appeared in 2021 to be recovering strongly from the pandemic, developments since the Russian invasion of Ukraine have exerted downward pressure on real growth and upward pressure on inflation in Western Europe, as well as the US, leading to an increasing risk of stagflation. Against a background of tightening labor markets, particularly, but not only in the US, inflation rates have increased markedly as a result of energy, food, and commodity shortages and supply bottlenecks. The rise in inflation well above target levels has left central banks in the US, Euro area, and the UK with the difficult task of taking steps to control inflation without causing recession. In response, the Federal Reserve has led the way by introducing quantitative tightening and by making significant increases in short-term interest rates, with the market expecting further increases in the period ahead. The Bank of England has recognized that the inflationary outlook represents the biggest test of its monetary policy framework for 25 years. And the ECB has signaled that it's willing to act in a determined and sustained manner. Even so, some central bankers have drawn attention to the risk that a delayed policy response now will require a greater policy response later. And doubts have been raised in the market about whether central banks can fight inflation effectively if short-term interest rates remain negative in real terms. The prospect of a sustained rise in short-term interest rates potentially represents a structural and not just a cyclical change in the outlook for fixed income markets following a long period of declining bond yields over much of the past 40 years. Accompanied by the end of QE, the rise in short-term rates also risks leading in the euro area to national fragmentation as a result of a significant widening of sovereign bond spreads, for example, between German Bunds and Italian BTPs, with implications also for borrowing rates in the corporate sector. The ECB is working on an anti-fragmentation scheme to limit the rise in spreads, for example, through intervention. This would need to address both the monetary consequences of the scheme and the risk of legal challenges. International banks have been stress tested regularly by central banks and have proved sufficiently resilient so far, both to withstand the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and to limit the financial disruption arising from the war in Ukraine. Capital markets and their underlying market infrastructure have also continued to be resilient 
and to function in an orderly way, despite volatility. But there is still official concern about the resilience of the non-bank financial sector and its vulnerability to external shocks. This follows the dash for cash during the crisis in March 2020 at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, when extensive central bank intervention was provided to support the market and restore order. There's also official concern to ensure that the financial system is sufficiently resilient to address operational risk. In particular, the authorities have emphasized that they regard an orderly corporate bond market as critical to the needs of the real economy. And they consider that the crisis at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic raises questions about market functioning and whether improvements could be made to bolster liquidity. Finally, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has intensified international cooperation between the US and its allies in response, and they've taken a common approach to imposing sanctions. But there is no precedent for imposing such a wide range of sanctions in a successive series of intensifying measures on a G20 member state. So it's not surprising that in the short term, the sanctions imposed have been complex for firms operating in international capital markets to interpret and implement in different jurisdictions. In the longer term, there's a risk that the global financial system becomes increasingly divided in practice into a number of separate trade and payment blocks. If so, this could have substantial repercussions for international capital markets by making them less open and integrated. Against this international background, ICMA continues to have an important role to play in international capital markets. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icmagroup.org.